Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Portions of the Orders Now podcast are brought to you by ProAmSports.ca. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Keeping your office running like a well-oiled power play. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. It is 135 in Edmonton on a holiday Monday in the province of Alberta on the Canada Day weekend. A live edition of Oilers Now. Bob Stoffer with you. Uh, spoiler alert for those of you who might be working and are PVRing the World Cup. Belgium has rallied from a 2-0 deficit, a pair of headed goals in. They are tied 2-2, and, and frankly, they've had possession this game against Japan. Uh, about uh, 70%. And you know what they say about uh, possession? It's nine-tenths of the rule, except in soccer and sometimes in hockey. The New York Islanders had possession of a guy named John Tavares for a number of years. He was uh, their best player since those great Islanders teams of the early 1980s. They lost him yesterday. The man who broke the story that uh, Tavares would not be returning uh, to the Islanders organization joins us right now as we head off to the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline. We are pleased to be joined by the Athletics Arthur Staple, who has long been the definitive voice of all things that are the New York Islanders. Arthur, welcome back. How are you doing? I'm good, Bob. How are you? Good. Uh, And was that an unfortunate piece? I mean, not that you're ever as a writer cheering for an organization, but obviously you've developed the relationship yourself with Tavares over the years. And uh, it's interesting because, you know, two years ago I would have said, yeah, I could see him leaving. Maybe a year ago, I'd say, no, I wouldn't see him leaving. And once uh, Lou Lamarillo went in there, I was like, I was actually out for dinner with Gil Scott, uh, Arthur, when uh, he was negotiating Barry Trotz's deal uh, on a Wednesday night in Dallas. Uh, you know, I, I would have thought with all those guys, they would have been able to keep Tavares there. So give me your, you know it better than anybody. What happened here? You know, I, I think uh, there's obviously a lot of different factors at play uh, that I'm sure Tavares was thinking about over the years. The, the recent seasons of losing, um, you know, the, the previous uh, administration under Garth Snow, their, their inability to, to replace guys like Kyle Pozo and Franz Nielsen who left in free agency a couple of summers ago, and, and really since then they just hadn't had the same sort of togetherness that I think they had for the previous few years. And, aggressive enough on the trade market to uh, to correct some flaws from the last couple seasons and then 
you know, you look from last summer on when uh, when Tavares uh, and ownership, uh, the current ownership, Scott Malkin and John Ledecky got together, and the owners were gave Tavares a lot of latitude to get go into this final contract year this past season without discussing an extension, without uh, you know getting his no his his uh, modified no trade list to consider even putting a deadline on whether to move him or sign him. Um, and then here we are. You know, I think the, the, I'd certainly believe John, and, and he seems very sincere uh, yesterday when he said this was an incredibly hard decision, and he, he choked up a little bit talking about his time on the island and the lure of coming back home to Toronto at this point in the Leafs' development uh, seemed just too good for him, but uh, but certainly he didn't really handle it, I think, the way that uh, a lot of people on the island, fans and in the organization, felt he uh, he could have handled it uh, quite a bit better. So I think there's a lot of there's a lot of responsibility to go around on this one, and it all ends up with uh, some very unhappy people on the island. Be honest. When I saw you, like, when, uh, you know, a week and a half ago at the draft, like, did you think he was going to be going? Did you think he was going to leave the organization? No, I didn't. You know, I think yeah. there was plenty of talk, talk that, uh, you know, Lou was being very aggressive and keeping the lines of communication open, wanting to open dialogue about negotiating a, an extension at that point since he was still an Islander. Um, but I think kind of the tractor beam of getting into that, that conversation window really was pulling hard on him and pulling hard on on the folks at CAA to, to make this process happen because it's it's a big-time agents for sure. Um, and I think, uh, you know, ultimately it came down to the Leafs and the Islanders. But I feel like that was the way it was all the way along in his mind. Uh, and maybe that was the way to go, to not have the big cattle call out, out at CAA and, and extend that, that period of uh, uncertainty. Um, but it wasn't my decision, so I, right. it's hard to second-guess it. I just, I just sort of feel like, um, you know, John is a guy who is very meticulous in his preparation and in his focus, and I think that part of it this week got away from him and certainly talking to... Brendan, can you... Uh, Sorry, keep going. Keep going, Arthur. We lost you. Sorry. Yep. That was the biggest surprise to me that he he didn't really keep control of it the way that I thought he would. Yeah, it's uh, you know we we heard those rumors about San Jose, and I looked at the age of you know a lot of those core players for San Jose, and that's going to be a heavy thirties plus team there. I'm never going to dis- disrespect San Jose. Peter DeBoer is a good coach, and I've got some guys that know how to win, uh, though they haven't won the Stanley Cup. They're always in the mix. Uh, I thought Dallas was intriguing. Uh, just because I have a lot of belief in Jim Nil. But I got to tell you, I didn't think Lou was going to lose this. And so now the question needs to be asked, who are the two most high-profile free agents that have left in the last 15 years in the NHL? And I think you can make an argument that the two are Scott Niedermeyer and John Tavares. And I know Lou came late into this, Arthur, but, you know... It did maybe Lou ha- misread the situation a little bit, and should he have tried to have traded his rights for something? Yeah, I think that's a that's a difficult one to put on him. I think that when you're talking about getting something back for him, that falls more on on the owners and on Garth Snow um, from the last season. That you know they had the 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 euphoria, I guess they felt in in December when they won the rights to develop a new arena. And John was there at the press conference and said all the right things, but I feel like that was the time, even if he didn't do it before the season, um, the team was still in a good position, and I think that was the time to take advantage of that goodwill if you're the owners and say, look, you know, we've got this great thing coming, you've seen all you need to see. Uh, if you don't 
we're going to get here's the best offer, whether it's eleven million for eight years or eleven and a half. Um, if you don't take it, we got to think about moving you by middle of January, whatever it is. And, right. Uh, and they didn't do that, and and the team really went in the tank pretty fast and and headed downhill faster than that. And then we got the trade deadline, and it seemed you know obvious to everybody that it was a possibility. Tavera said quite plainly he didn't want to be moved. No one considered it from ownership or management side, and uh, and that I feel like for Lou to, you know, it wouldn't have been very much because, as I said, it sort of became clear that Toronto was the only other place he was thinking about, and I doubt they would have uh, been terribly interested in trading for his rights and probably would have gambled on going to yesterday and, and trying to win uh, win the war, which they did. Well, uh, in fairness, the Islanders have made some good moves, and uh, this show is called Oilers now. Uh, there's uh, one trade in particular, much to the dismay of Edmonton fans, and you know they can criticize the Taylor Hall trade all they want. The fact is, the Oilers got Adam Larson back, and that's more than they got back in the return for the 16 and 33 that turned out to be Matthew Barzell. So there is a a building block there. I don't think there's any debate about that with Barzell. What's the? How's this playing out? Uh, with that Islanders fan base, um, you know, is it total devastation or is there a recognition that, well, maybe we're going to have to do it differently moving forward? Yeah, you know, I think yesterday was tough. Um, you know, you, you talk about the relationship I have with John. My relationship with a lot of the fans I've met over the 10 years that I've covered this team is pretty strong. And, uh, you know, uh, it was really just a date event and there was no... There was no real opportunity or need to say, "Hey, there's a silver lining here." It was just—it's a gut punch. It's—it's it's the best player they've had in a long time, and he—and he, you know, said all the right things along the way during the season in the last couple of years. And then he said, "But this was my dream," and it's kind of like, "Okay, well, I guess we were just a way station for you." So, um, yeah, I can understand that it was—it was a really difficult time. And today, and the days going forward, you have to think Lou Lamarillo is going to make some moves here. Uh, you know, they were in on Ryan O'Reilly. I think the cost is a little too great. Um, it's it's an interesting situation for him to be in now without Tavares. Do you try to make up for it and make a splash? Try to get uh, an Eric Carlson maybe or, or a big a big name goaltender that nobody might think was available but might cost you your first-round pick next year, and that pick could end up being very valuable if this team uh, is, as, is as depleted as everyone seems to think it is. So. Um, there's some hard decisions in the next few days and a few weeks for Lou and Lolo as we see what they're going to do. And um, you know, I, I, yeah, the future isn't isn't completely bleak. They've got Barzal. They had they picked up a great haul at the draft last week. Yes, they uh, did. So there's some asset. There's certainly some assets there and, uh, and some promise there. Um, but I think mentally, you know, the fan base and the organization has to gather themselves and realize that. Uh, they need to move forward here and and uh, and try to chart a new path with a new coach and a new GM and now uh, kind of new leaders in that in that room. Well, they got Hickey back at a at a very fair price, I think, for a guy that's a four or five uh, NHL defenseman. I think there'd be a lot of uh, fans in Edmonton that wish two point five million dollar cap hit on a four year deal for Hickey would be the number that would come in for Chris Russell, who's of course being paid for. Um, I think that one criticism that one can make of some of the work that Garth did is he paid a lot for bottom six forwards. And I'm looking at, you know, Clutterbuck and Sezikis, and then the Islanders yesterday signed uh, Komarov as well. Uh, I mean, maybe they see those guys as third liners. I would argue by the end of those deals, they might be uh, fourth line guys. Um, but there's two players I want to ask you about here, Jordan Everly and Anders Lee, both unrestricted free agents. 
um, leads as a 40-goal scorer. I mean, this is a guy that got to get signed uh, long-term here next year, do they not? You'd think, especially now. But uh, but also, he's a 40-goal scorer in part because of John Tavares. Now, you know, is he the sort of guy that can mess with Matthew Barzal? Is there a, a number two center out there better than uh, than maybe Brock Nelson, who's a restricted free agent they have? Um you know the considerations for for production might might be might change a little bit for a guy like Lee, who worked really well with Tavares. So, yeah, he's uh, you know he's going into the final year of his deal. So is Everly. Um, I think the the concerns about whether they could fit them both under the cap were more uh, thinking that they would have Tavares at eleven right. or eleven and a half million. Um, so I I think they have to sort of see what they're going to do here on the trade market. Uh, going into the season before they make any considerations, I don't think there's any danger of losing those guys as you go along the way here. That's not it's not a Tavares type situation. That uh, Jordan Eberle is going to tell them, no thanks, I don't want to talk about an extension because I want to get out of here. Um, you know, Jordan Eberle helped make Matthew Barzell a Calder Trophy winner. So there's still there's still positives for for guys that uh, that are entering their their walk years, and I'm sure they're going to be talking about those kinds of things. And uh, and now, like I said, they have room to. To keep them both, if they want to, you know, tinker around with that top six, and clearly Lamarillo's focus yesterday with uh, with Komarov and Valpelo was was uh, shoring up the bottom six, getting some guys who can kill penalties. They had the worst penalty kill in the league last year, and guys that can win faceoffs, which is a big aspect of Tavares's game. Yeah, uh, just a note here. Uh, I mean, the, the uh, San Jose Sharks have made it official. They've re-signed Joe Thornton a one-year deal. The Sharks were another team that was pitching hard on Tavares. I believe they offered $13 million per year in a seven-year deal. Arthur, as always, we appreciate your time. It was uh, excellent work yesterday, by the way, getting that piece out when you did. And uh, we will. Uh, the Oilers and the Islanders are connected for a couple of reasons. Obviously, the uh, strom Everly deal, and, and for a lot of Oilers fans, the, the way the Reinhardt deal turned up we'll continue to uh, reach out to you if that's uh, cool as well you got it Bob. anytime my friend Thanks all right a lot. take care that's arthur staple who has been the longtime beat writer for the new york islanders with newsday and now writes for the athletic uh bob stoffer with you 148 in edmonton they are in the 90th minute between belgium and japan and they are tied to two the best pizza in the city still making a great Royal Pizza. Multiple locations in Edmonton to serve you, including the original Royal Pizza in Old Strathcona. Royal Pizza is Edmonton-owned and operated 48-plus years for Royal Pizza. Star for recommendation, Mediterranean chicken. Royal Pizza, pizza pasta, and so much more for menu and locations. Visit royalpizza.ca. We're going to get to some of your texts. And this day in Oilers history when we return on Oilers Now. When you want to fly your Oilers colors with fan gear or outfit your fan cave, there's only one place. ProAmSports.ca Jerseys, apparel, headwear, and memorabilia from your favorite players and teams. Whether it's the NHL, the CFL, the NFL, MLB, or more, ProAm Sports are your fan cave specialists. And if it comes with a ProAm Sports Certificate of Authenticity and hologram, you know it's 100% authentic, hand-signed memorabilia. So no matter who you cheer for, Pro-Am Sports has got your guy. Visit their Edmonton showroom on St. Albert Trail. Fill your fan cave at proamsports.ca. That's Pro-Am Sports. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. 
Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Stotzie. This is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 6:30. Chad. Oh wow! All right, it's 1:54 in Edmonton. This is Oilers Now. Bob Stoffer with you. Spoiler alert: This is going to be highlight of the night material from the World Cup. Belgium rallies from 2 nothing down off a set-piece corner kick for the Japanese in the Belgium uh, end. Uh, Belgium starts a tremendous uh, transition going the other way. Terrific passing play and wins the game in extra time. Un- unbelievable. Brendan, you saw it. It was a terrific play, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. I mean, this is exciting soccer, Bob. I was a little down on soccer watching the round-robin stage. But now the teams are attacking, going at it. It's been pretty good. So I'll give you that. I know you've been pumping up this World Cup for the last few years now. So it's been good so far. Oh, there's no question about that. Let's go to this day in Oilers history brought to you by New West Travel, Edmonton's premier travel company for 38 years. Looking at going on a river cruise in Europe for 2018, New West Travel's got some great rates on these fabulous cruises. Bring it, Brendan. We go back to July 2nd, 2008. Daryl Cates officially announced as owner of the Edmonton Oilers during a news conference at Rexall Place. I believe uh, he mentioned your name very early in this uh, press conference as well, Bob. Weren't you the first person or media guy, at least, that he mentioned? I don't know. First. First guy. Okay. I, I think actually it was the first person. <laughs> Well, I incredible. mean, he did so sort of in a humorous fashion, as I recall. Yes, indeed. Uh, July 2nd, 2008, Daryl Cates officially announced as owner of the Edmonton Oilers during a news conference at Rexall Place. This day in Oilers history brought to you by New West Travel. Uh, great travel deals for weddings, honeymoons, golf packages, and employee corporate reward trips. Call a friendly staff at New West Travel, 780-432-7446 or at newwesttravel.com. Uh, this text comes from Rugged from Saskatoon. If the Oilers found Leon a right wing he's got chemistry with, I say the Oilers had a great day of free agency. Uh, we'll wait and see. Uh, yeah. Wait and see. That text from Rugged. I ended up, I think he texted four or five times. I couldn't get to it all. All right. Uh, tomorrow, uh, one of our guests will be Mark Spector, Stoffer Inspector for Horse Racing, Alberta Live Racing, Saturdays at Northlands Park. Up next, a uh, best. Uh, 6.30 Chet Afternoon News. Reed Wilkins coming up tonight on Inside Sports with a live show at 6 o'clock. Up next, though, a global news weather traffic update. So long, everybody, from Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Keeping your office running like a well-oiled power play. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. On Oilers Radio, 6.30 Chet.